Welcome to the world of Pokémakers. I'm Professor Fierce. And I'm Professor Fierce. But if that's too confusing, you can call us... JD. And Alex. For some people, Pokémon are pets. Others use them for battles. We're here to create all new Pokémon. And a world for them to inhabit. Last time we created the Team Royal Admins. Rosita, the Thorn. Manlio, the Beef. And Sylvester, Sly. He's not the Sly, he's just Sly. <laughs> We talked about their villainous objectives as they attempt to cause trouble and problems and get money in Rencha. We also created two new Pokemon, Alumaka and Altuloro, a poison snail and a poison psychic nautilus, based on the golden ratio. And Fibonacci. And snails. And with the new ability that makes Trick Room happen. <laughs> Today we're going to go a bit further into exploring the map of Rencha by building some of its cities. So we're going to the town map. <laughs> So far we've made two cities. We've got Capolina and Metro, our starting city and this capital of Rome analogue. By this point in season one, we were definitely already talking about cities. <laughs> but by this point in season one, we'd made all of our gym leaders and all of our major characters that need to be in a specific location. And we're nowhere close to that this time. <laughs> but we want to start talking about our cities. A lot of this, I think, will be subject to change depending on certain characters. Mm. We're going to talk about how we're doing Pisa at some point. To remind you, we talked about that when Deep Blue Ink came on and we made Anna. I would not have out of nowhere just decided oh yeah Pisa should be like a math city and have lots of math stuff going on yeah so some of this might get tweaked and altered to suit characters as we make them with guests later yeah we can lay the groundwork to build on as we progress yeah it's, it's so cool and iconic there's so much to say about so <laughs> many places let's start with Venice because that's one that I keep mentioning I think Venice is fascinating all along we've known there's going to be a Venice there city is, yeah that's one of those ones that's the most obvious we have to do that yeah one. so I did a little bit of research. We've got more to say about Venice than this water. <laughs> yeah. 7.8 out of 10. 438 bridges. Mm. 118 small islands, mm. all separated by canals. It's almost like all of the roads are made of water yeah. and you need bridges to cross I just, I just them. wanted to share it's almost a puzzle to get around. It could be a puzzle to get around. There could be actually a puzzle to yeah. it. Yeah, but also there's gondolas, aside from the waterways and the bridges and the gondolas. Venice is also really famous for its glasswork. Oh, okay. Venetian glass is mm. well known known for ornate, really beautiful, high-quality craftsmanship. So we'll have some bugs that can be found here, of course, since we've got some glass bugs. Yeah. And then also Venice has carnival. Yes. This Ven I am familiar <laughs> Venice with. Has, has a big carnival thing. Particularly the masks. Mm -hmm. Like masquerade-style stuff. It's known for producing masks. Traditionally, yep. glass is, sure. okay, is a yeah. thing. They used to make them out of glass. Now they're typically porcelain or other materials, but classically glass Venetian masks mm. is the whole thing. And they have a very distinct style. So something I was thinking about for Venice particularly because of the masquerade ball aesthetic, mm -hmm. I was thinking maybe how we had an in-game event that we had talked about around Christmas time. Mm. Maybe something similar where you go to a party and you have to pick out a fun masquerade outfit and you get to invite one of your party members as a guest. Some kind of carnival event can take place there. I'm yeah. also thinking about how perfect that is for a bigger Team Royal presence. Absolutely. Because Team Royal can blend in so easily. Absolutely. Yes. Venice is one of the cities that shows up prominently in Assassin's Creed 2 so I got mm -hmm. to explore that and enjoyed that part in that game as well where Carnival is a big part of that game as well yeah. but one thing I specifically want to bring up that I know both from Assassin's Creed 2 and also Civilization <laughs> 
because it's one of the world wonders, uh-huh. is the Venetian Arsenal. Yes. Venice became the best builder of boats in the world because of course it did. Yeah. They're all on water. As if they could build a fully functioning ship in literally a day. That's incredible. That's wild. Yeah. And so the Arsenal is like the place for boats. Yeah. Yeah. Boats, yeah. boats, boats. Pokemon loves a boat too. Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Speaking of which, one thing I think will be fun to have in this city, we talked about how every city is going to have museums in some way, mm-hmm. and I think part of that is we divide the focus up. <laughs> this city's museum is a boat museum, where you can yes. see things from Pokemon boat events and Slateport Shipyard <laughs> and models of all the different Pokemon boats. Yeah. So what the city has to offer is there'll be some event involving Carnival that Team Royal will be involved in as well. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. Yeah. There'll be a boat museum. There will almost certainly be an outbreak event that takes place specifically in this city. Yeah. Most of them won't be in cities themselves, but this one clearly will be. There might also be either a gym or a contest hall. I don't think both because we're not going to have all three of them in Venice. Venice isn't big enough for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A specialty mask shop. Cool. Okay, let's make a Venice name. As a recap, the naming theme for our cities is Italian musical terminology, specifically the term terminology that is also used in English, unless we find a really fitting term otherwise. I pulled up a list of musical terms and started sort of picking ones that felt Useful. relevant. Yeah. Yeah. Decrescendo, which is a descending, a lowering, particularly in volume, like a fade out. Yeah, the opposite of a crescendo. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually um, decrescendo, it's not descendo or something like that. Decrescendo. Yeah, it's decrescendo. Weird. I thought that that would be fun because Venice is essentially fading into the ocean. Mm. Fading down into the water. Much as we drew on Hill being part of Capolina, mm. we can draw on water waterways. Yeah, absolutely. Like oceanic sea-based words. Canal. Waterways. We are specifically talking about the waterways of Venice. Corsi d'acqua. Corsi is presumably just the Italian for course. Courses. Yeah. Plural. What's the singular? Corso. So we've got crescendo and corso. Cresh. Corso, crescendo, corso, crescorso. Crescorso. Yeah, I like that. Ooh, that's kind of fun too, because like crescendo is escalating or de-escalating. Mm-hmm. And originally got it from water wave, basically being path or way, which also would be something that would be moving down the water path. Wrench's counterpart to Venice or Venezia, crescorso. I want to talk about Milan. Okay. One of the biggest, coolest cities in Italy. Mm-hmm. One of the four fashion capitals of the world in mm-hmm. the modern day. So the theme I'm going for for Milan is fashion. This yeah. is the fashion city. Yeah. Other cities will have clothing shops. We just talked about the masks you get in Venice. Yeah, but yeah. this is the fashion place. Yeah. Anything that is clothed, you can buy here, even if it's available elsewhere. And there will be lots of exclusive stuff oh, only found that. here. Because I find something really annoying in Pokemon games. That you have, have to go to many different cities to get <laughs> You items. have to go hopping from town to town to be like, oh wait, no, yeah. actually I think I want this color pants to go with the shirt yeah. that I just got. I gotta so, go back there and get those ones. Other towns in Rencha will have clothing shops where you can buy things, and as you play through the game, you'll unlock some of those, but yeah. at the very least, once you've completed the game, you have one location to go back to to oh, buy that's, whatever. That's amazing. This is the fashion city. Museum here? Fashion. Yes! There is a fashion museum where you can see outfits worn by iconic, important characters Ooh, from Pokemon's past. That's really fun. Cynthia's outfit is on display. Yeah. Any Pokemon yeah. celebrities are on display. Bryson, uh, I mean Lance, you know. Ball guy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Leon's stupid cape. Oh, Leon, of course. <laughs> in fact, all of the gym leaders of Gala, because they are sports figures. Yeah, yeah. The uniforms can be displayed yeah. there. Ash Ketchum. <laughs> and something else that I'm going to describe here, I think it could take place in this city, that is fashion adjacent at least, mm-hmm. is something to do with new Pokeballs. We haven't Ooh. talked about that yet, or items. Last time we just made several new Pokeballs. I've got a different idea this time. Rather than just going through and be like, let's slap this type on a Pokeball and make yeah. it easy. 
yeah. or whatever. The way Pokeballs tend to be used by like a lot of players is rather than here's what's good for this situation, they'll be, I want to try and get this specific Pokemon in this specific Pokeball because it'll look good. Mm. Especially the Apricorn Balls. Yeah. Pokeball designer. Ooh. You get to design your own Pokeballs. That's really fun. By visiting this Pokeball factory, essentially. Yeah. But yeah. it's a Pokeball fashion factory. They design aesthetically pleasing Pokeballs. Ooh. You get to add, you choose the colors to start with and you get to add yeah. little features and little items and That's really touches. Fun. And those function differently. They add Ooh. different catching elements to this. Depending on what elements. little, yeah, little trinkets you attach to it, that changes the modifier for the Pokeball. And as you progress through the game, you can spend more to add more elements to it to increase that. Which means you can either make the perfect aesthetically pleasing Pokeball, mm. or you can make a Pokeball that serves a very specific function for you when you're trying to catch Pokemon. That's really cool. Attached to this Pokeball factory, of course, there can also be a separate Pokeball museum that displays oh, Pokeballs. Cool. Yeah, and yeah. of course, then you get to bring in a little touch of history because, oh, look, it's the Pokeballs used in Hisui. <laughs> and you get the classic wooden Pokeballs, like yeah. what Kurt's Pokeballs looked like before they were refined with modern technology. Yeah. And see, so, this is a big fashion city. There will be probably a contest hall here. Yeah. Because fashion. Yeah. Probably. That, Maybe that it's a gym. Right. Yeah. But those are the big focus points for what you get to do in the city is fashion, 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 clothes stuff, Pokeball stuff. Yeah. I love that. Very cool. I have a name suggestion for the city. Yeah. I want to draw on melody as an English word, but drawing specifically on melodrama in Italian and the Roman name of Milan, Mediolanum. Oh. Medio, medio, media. Moving some sounds around a little bit. I've got Medola. Ooh. That. Yeah. I like that a lot. No, that's really awesome. What does this town look like? I'm picturing lots of streets with shops everywhere. Is this a large sprawling city? Is it more tightly packed? Yeah, I think quite spread out. Mm. I think there's going to be like very wide streets, very yeah. a lot of open areas. Every street's a runway. Everything is beautified. There's a lot of, okay. like probably more so than actual land. There's a lot of nature in the city. Highly manicured floral garden. Topiaries. Topia, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's greenery around, but it is well manicured. Yes. Cream colored, very neutral toned colour scheme yeah. overall. Yeah. Because those are colours that never go out of style. Very clean. Yes. Classic. That's Medola. Awesome. That's the second biggest city in Italy. Do you want to talk about the third biggest? Yeah. So the third biggest city in Italy is Naples. Napoli. Napoli. That's one of the ones I feel like is the most egregious in its Why anglicized name. Why is it anglicized name. like that? I mean Who a lot. that? <laughs> Tell me about Napoli. Naples historic city centre. The original city is the largest in Europe. It is super close to the ruins of Pompeii. Mm. castles so many churches mm. it has an underground system like it has been mined out under the city and there's just underground passages under a big chunk of the city so you don't mean like London underground you don't mean a subway system more like the catacombs that will have the bones in Paris yes for what purpose why are they there I don't know. oh okay <laughs> it has the most Michelin earned stars in any Italian city oh it's big on food yeah I was gonna say because there's yeah. one very important thing that Napoli is known for that you've not mentioned yet and that's what I'm leading up for that is the big thing What's the big thing, Alex? Pizza. Also spaghetti. It's where pizza originates from. It's the birthplace of pizza. It is where pizza is from. And we made a pizza Pokemon. Napoli gave the world pizza. It deserves its own region. Forget <laughs> just being a city. <laughs> Napoli, we salute you. <laughs> pizza is, is the big, big focal point here. But also spaghetti is heavily associated with the city. And so is gelato. Well, I was going to say, because the autonym for Naples, for Napoli, is Neapolitan. Mm -hmm. Like the ice cream. Yeah. Also, there there are a lot of wineries. Alex, do you think this might be where Margarita's Contest Hall is located? Yeah, this is the food city. <laughs> <laughs> this is undeniably the food city. Yes. I think having an underground location akin to secret bases okay. would be really fun. When you first mentioned that, I was thinking things like the Goldenrod Underground Tunnels, for 
instance, mm. which connected to several buildings. And in their games, there were various salespeople there. I'm thinking this would be a great Team Royal base of some Ooh, yeah. description. I mean, I'm not. I, they don't need that as much. They definitely have buildings in cities that they yeah. just use freely. But also, they've got to have some secret underground yeah. locations for and that's definitely something deeds. that could play in there as yeah. well. There's definitely going to be a lot of restaurants, a lot of very fancy restaurants, and then some very large central plaza to sort of reference to that largest city centre in Europe. And it's round yeah. with sliced areas. With just some random circles thrown around. <laughs> Yeah, big pizza plaza. Pizza plaza? <laughs> big pizza plaza. Throw in a castle. That's fun. Hmm. Maybe a castle restaurant or something. I don't know. Three pubs they want to be a contest hall. Yeah, I think that would be delightful. Yeah. Possibly within the city, but more likely slightly outside of it. Berry farms? Um, mm. To bring in that vineyard yeah. aesthetic. I think that's what was going on with Kalos's berry farms as well. Maybe instead of a museum, there's foreign restaurants from each region. Like, oh, that's scattered interesting. around the town. Yeah. Like, I think some kind of interactive mm. make a pizza situation is fun. I think pizza is going to be our equivalent to Galar's curry and Paldea's sandwiches. Yes, I agree. So I don't think this is a thing to this location. Specifically, in Paldea you can buy a lot of ingredients in different cities and locations, mm. and certain ingredients are only in certain shops in certain places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this place can just have all the ingredients. Yeah. And some exclusive ones, but other places around the region will only have certain kinds of ingredients. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. the local particular cheese yeah, can only be yeah, found yeah, in, yeah. like, whichever area. Yeah. What I have written down for potential names yeah. The musical term that I've picked out for this one is harmony, or the Italian harmonia, particularly because of the blending of food flavors, putting a bunch of ingredients together to create something. Does Napoli have a particular origin? Let's find out. Name Napoli in Italian from Latin, Neapolis. From Greek, oh. near New Polis City. Oh. It just meant New City. It was a classical Greek colony taken over by the Romans. Cool. Polis could be something we draw on there. Yeah. I mean, it's still in Napoli. Napoli. Ammonia. Apoli. I do like our polia. Our Napoli equivalent is our polia. I like that. Yeah. Okay, we talked about some of the biggest ones in size terms. I can't not talk about one of the biggest ones in terms of Italian history. Mm. In particular, Renaissance history. Because mm. we've got to talk about the birthplace of the Italian Renaissance. Uh-huh. Florence. Yeah. Firenze. Yeah. The main city you play in in Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> Here's the thing about Florence, though. It's just got a lot of the same stuff as Rome. Yeah. It's got a lot of stuff. So much yeah. stuff. But, like, there's not all that much that's distinct from Rome. But that's mostly just because they've both got everything. They've got museums. <laughs> they've got all of the things. Okay, so we take Metro, duplicate it, shrink it down slightly. That's this one. Florence is responsible for a lot of modern banking. Mm. For how that, that came along. The Medici family. So many names. For instance, someone who spent a lot of time there is Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> Machiavelli. But trying to find something specifically distinct about Florence and what was said apart from Rome, I was Googling what is any given Italian city known for specifically? Mm, mm-hmm. And I found this page that's like eight Italian cities for every type of traveler. For romantics, Venezia. Mm. For the fashion obsessed, Milano. Yeah. For foodies. Actually, it's not Napoli. They've got Bologna. And it was a tough call. To when we talk about Bologna, we can talk about that. Yeah. For architecture fiends, mm-hmm. Pisa. For history buffs, Roma. For Art lovers, Firenze. Oh, okay. They've both got a lot of both. Yeah. They're both very historic cities. Yeah, They're yeah. both centers of art. But we shift the focuses slightly, make Metro more history focused, mm-hmm. and make Firenze more art focused. Yeah. This is yeah. the big art city of yeah. the region. This is where you get just classic art museums. All the Pokemon artists get representation here too. Mm-hmm. You've got Burr, the bug type gym leader from Unova, the gym leader of Castelia City. He was an artist. Mm-hmm. You've got Mina from Alola. Mm-hmm. Any given artist who's 
who's been significant in Pokemon yeah. gets to have some art on display here in some That's fun. kind of form. Yeah. And we get different kinds of art on display here yeah. as well. We'll have a specific history museum here too as well. Yeah. And we'll have at least one specific art museum in Rome. There's a classic art museum and then there's more of a modern art museum as well. Yeah. Yeah. Italian as a language is adapted and evolved from the Florence dialect. Florence was the city in the Renaissance period. Rome was just like, well, there's Catholics there. (laughs) The Fontana del Porcelino that you talked about in our Christmas episode is also there. Mm -hmm. Again, this is one that I think we can flesh out quite a bit when we do add those characters to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's totally fair. We don't need everything right now. Like, so really, this is more just, let's put a name on it. Yeah. And come back to it. And we can reference it later as we go. Do you have a musical term in particular? Cadenza, literally translating to falling, a florid solo at the end of a performance florid is an interesting word there because that's a potential etymology for florence for florentia mm. very flowery in style ornate art the denza just slapping that onto anything is going to make it sound like a town name so we take the anglicized part there florence flodenza and then you've got florence and Firenze being represented as well as cadence and also flow mm. flodenza and a little bit of that flowery yeah. yeah flodenza we've talked about four cities today that's enough on cities for now this will be a continuing topic we'll do more cities in the future. Which I guess means it's time for Who's That Pokemon? What kind of a Pokemon have you got for us today, Alex? This is a very basic, almost cliche, I guess. <laughs> it's a very simple concept. Okay. Glowworm. I've heard of them. Glowworm firefly. Glowworm okay. becomes firefly. They're bugs that light up. Mm-hmm. There is a particular species that's something Italica. Okay. Like, I- Italian glowworm. Glowworms, though, right? Bugs are stupid. Yeah. Glowworms aren't a species in and of themselves. No. You know, it's caterpillars all over again. Is that a species of firefly that has a glowworm? Yes. The bug I'm thinking of is specifically the Italian firefly. It's a firefly unique and endemic to Italy, okay? Yes. I've and heard of Italy. Yeah, I've heard of fireflies. It doesn't look the way that I imagine fireflies when I picture them. It does have a long worm sort of body. Long firefly. That'll help it set it out from Volbeat and Illumise. Yes. The existing firefly Pokemon that were major disappointments. Yeah, they're not very cool or cute the, or anything. The fun thing about them is that there's a pair of them, I guess. Which makes sense because the male and female of the species develop very differently. That's fine. We just have gender differences now. Yeah, see, that's what I would prefer. That's what I think is more interesting. Yeah. Fireflies are so cool and they feel so Pokemon because they have this innate ability, almost, like magical ability. And I sure. know that it's not magical, it's bioluminescence. But as far as the real world goes, that's as Pokemon as you get. Mm-hmm. So this particular species of firefly, I'm thinking glowworm into firefly. Okay. And then the particular extra twist that I want to throw on it, light bulbs weren't invented in Italy. Okay. I'll say that outright. Boo. <laughs> light bulbs were not invented in Italy, but there were some. Thanks, Eddie. For not being Italian. <laughs> However, there was a particular Italian man, Alessandro Cruto, who made some important developments in light bulb technology, particularly in regards to incandescent light bulbs. Yeah, it just means that the light and heat comes from burning the filament, essentially. Yeah, so he developed a filament that was much more efficient and mm. much brighter than Edison's bulb. So we're pulling light bulbs into this, is what I'm saying. However, I was thinking that this wasn't going to be electric type. Oh. Light bulb, glowworm, electric bug mm-hmm. is a very obvious design. Not that there's a fault in that, but what if we did something slightly more interesting? Go on. The thing that causes the light in incandescent light bulbs is heat. You're burning the filament to create light. Hmm. So what if it's just a fire type? Interesting. Fire light bulb glowworm? Bug obviously is there. Fire and electric both have reasons to work. I'm also thinking about the fact that we have already made a trio of bugs that are fire electric and ice in this season, in this what region. What if it's not bug type? Okay. What if it's just fire electric? Interesting. Or it could be monotype. We what? don't do a monotype. 
monotypes very often. We don't do enough monotypes, it's true. I've got a few thoughts. First, I'm thinking light bulbs are very specifically items that exist in two states, on and off. Mm. Could something be done with a form change in there? Ooh, that's fun. Maybe. Yeah. It could be a three stage where it goes from bug to bug fire and then improves to bug electric. That's fun too. Or it could have one of those abilities like Delmines and Bombardier have that make it act like it's got a third type where like moves mm. still get boosted. Something along those lines. Yeah. What's the way to make it its own thing? Fairly elongated body. Yeah. Kind of like a red. The red and yellow as well. Yeah. Colors are very distinct. There's something to do with that. I mean, looking at it makes me think traffic lights, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> that would be cute too, though. <laughs> but that's a whole other thing. A firefly that blinks different colors. <sighs> it could be that they use those traffic lights, but like, <laughs> it's too many things. <laughs> I think it probably bug electric, but with fire moves. Yeah. The fire moves. It uses the fire to heat up, Ooh. but it makes electricity. Or, and that ability that when you make contact, it burns. Okay. That's an ability. Flame isn't it? body? Something I, like that. I want to say flame body. Yeah, abilities that play with fire are generally not just another copycat ability. That could be an ability, and it could have another ability that's like minor spoilers for an aspect of Pokemon that at the time of recording came out yesterday. <laughs> The latest Pokemon, the final Pokemon in the Pokedex order right now, is Petcherunt. Uh -huh. Hopefully by now, either you've played it or you don't care enough to hear about it at this point. I could talk a lot more about the DLC stuff in general. Like, zombie apocalypse in Pokemon? <laughs> So we can totally have this game be a rom-com if zombie apocalypses are also on the table. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Petruant has a new unique ability that when one of its moves poisons a Pokemon, it mm -hmm. also confuses them, which is oh. what it's representing its ability to control people is. Sure, yeah, yeah. And that doesn't work for just the two common stages associated with fire and electric, because paralysis and burn are two overlapping abilities. Yeah. But it could have a new ability that any move it has that could cause paralysis or burn has an equal chance to do the other ability as well. Oh. Take Thunderbolt, classic electric move. Mm -hmm. Really powerful, accurate, has a chance to paralyze, has a 10% chance to paralyze. Mm. This ability would also give it a 10% chance to burn. Cool, yeah. 20% chance in total, but it can yeah, do either yeah. or. Because electric and fire feel very connected in that sense. Yeah. The way it's causing paralysis is through it's heated up its filament with fire, or the way it's causing burn is it's zapping you with very hot electricity. Mm -hmm. Call it something like a heated current or something. Live wire. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, no, that that does the job. Live wire. No, I like that. And if you really just want to go all in on it, it's got fire and electric interweaved. You also could give it static, which is the paralysis counterpart to flame body. Yeah. When you touch it, you're gonna get burned or paralyzed. But when it touches you, you might get burned or paralyzed. <laughs> Don't touch. Do not touch bug. No touchy. No touch bug. And then we've talked a little about the visuals already as well, because like this yeah. particular Firefly has red and yellow on it. That represents fire and electricity. Yeah. yeah. It could be that's how we show the gender differences by which one has the color. Or we put both colors on both because we don't want it to be too similar to Volby and Illumise. Yeah, I think same colors for both. I think the gender difference is that one has a slightly longer body than the other. Okay. Because I think that that is true to this particular That makes insect. sense. And that's a very simple classic sort of yeah. style for what the gender differences would be. Mm -hmm. We could also give it different stat distribution between the two genders. Okay. Some Pokemon have done that, like Meowstic and Indeedee have different stats depending on their gender. Mm -hmm. So that's an option. One could be more speedy and one could be more defensive or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how that might necessarily apply, mm -hmm. but it's an option. Yeah, makes sense. Two stage? I think so. We talked it out, we had potential ideas for a third stage, but really it's just Glowworm and Firefly, right? Yeah. And the Glowworm also, no gender difference. It, no. That yeah, only just, just a little worm with a little light bulb, but... Just like Esper. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm, well, now here's the thing. Does it actually have a light bulb butt when it's the one? Or does it just glow in a different sense that becomes the light bulb? Maybe it's just a different style of light bulb. Like, it's what's an the... older style of yeah, light bulb. Yeah, an older... It's a more modern light bulb. Yeah. I have a particular reference image of the light bulbs that I'm talking about here, and they've got a pointed end because they were blown glass. So it's got organic shape to it. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes less organic when it evolves. The light bulbs, I think, are more commonplace now that have that bulb shape. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you've got those ones that are just very long and cylindrical. Mm -hmm. What do you think works more? I'm thinking more bulby. Because aren't these fireflies though also just quite long and narrow? Those longer cylindrical light bulbs yeah, might, might actually better fit better, the yeah. shape of the existing creature. No, you're creature. right. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and play with the filament too. Yeah, the filament's going to have a fun shape. Like, and th that yeah. could also be a different shape for the gender differences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. It doesn't have to be the generic, the girl one is a heart, yeah. Pikachu, but <laughs> it can have some kind of difference. Like it could be the number of coils in the filament. That's kind change. of what I was thinking is like or, one's got like a tighter coil than yeah. the other. Yeah. Or one is a coiled filament and the other is a straight line yeah, filament. Straight, There's yeah. ways to play There's around so with that. There's so many ways to play yeah. with that. Okay, yeah. cool. And then the glow worm? No legs. Of course. Well, yeah, it's a worm. <laughs> I'm thinking like a snom, but like a long snom. <laughs> slum. Slum. <laughs> All right, let's name these things. Fillerfly. Oh, filament. And firefly. And fire. Okay. What's the etymology on filament? I don't know. Let's learn something. Filament etymology comes from Latin filum thread. Hmm. Well, that's filled with bugs. I don't have anything for worm. Glom. <laughs> it's snom is snow worm. Glom is glow. <laughs> No. <laughs> no? No. You hate Glom? I don't hate Glom. I don't think Glom is it. But it's so glamorous. Does it do something with bulb? Bulb. Bulbug. 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 I don't hate that. <laughs> it sounds cuter than charge a bug. <laughs> Well, yeah. I like bulbug. Or grub is also a thing. <gasps> grub. Bulb grug. No. <laughs> <laughs> bulb grug. Bulb grug is what you said. Bulb grub. Grub bulb. Grub bulb. Grub bulb. I like grub bulb. Not bulb bug? No. You're just writing that down when yeah, <laughs> the conversation's it's, over? It's, it's grub bulb and fillerfly. Grub bulb and fillerfly. <laughs> uh, finds your. This is your Pokemon. <laughs> If this isn't on your your party list at the end of the season... It won't be. <laughs> wow, you heard it here first, folks. Alex made a Pokemon and she hates it. I don't hate it. This is a uh, flipping foot all over again. <laughs> Alex made a bioluminescent electric type that she hates. <laughs> Gotta keep the tradition alive. <laughs> So today we've planned out several of the cities of Rentia. We have Cresciorso, Medola, Apolia, and Florenza, inspired by Venice, Milan, Napoli, and Florence. We also made a bug electric glowworm firefly Pokemon Grubbled, which evolves into Philofly. So thank you for listening to Pokemakers. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows in the network such as Cool Classics, The Tia and Rio Show, and Them's the Facts. Our theme music is by Mike Freitag. You can find him on Twitter at Admiral Amara. You can also find us on Twitter at Pokemakers. And you can find us both individually. I'm at Codename JD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. Don't forget to check us out on the Pocket Podcast Network Community Discord. Or if you'd prefer, you can send an email to fiercepodcast at gmail.com. But until next time, gotta Got make them all. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.
this is an ad for a Pokemon Actual Play podcast. But this isn't your dad's Pokemon world. This is a serious Pokemon world. We're dark. We're edgy. There's death and crime and darkness across the world. Tanner, I keep getting attacked by bird Pokemon! Tanner, my Tyro keeps getting out of his baby harness! I'm stuck in the ghost zone again! <laughs> okay, okay, fine. It's Listen, we might be a bit darker and have more swear words than a normal Pokemon actual play, but it's still a pretty fun romp through the Pokemon world with some great friends who love each other and Pokemon. So if you want to check it out, then come on down to Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium, part of the Pokecasters Network. And you can find any episode of Pokemon Adventures in the Millennium on your podcatcher of choice. Like what you hear? Remember to leave us a rating and review. And follow us on Twitter at PKMN underscore Millennium. See you in Sinnoh!